0: Are you ready to uncover hindrances blocking your dreams? Welcome to Reveal the Diamond Within Podcast. I'm your host, author, and National Pageant winner, Joanna Herabidian. Through thought-provoking interviews, inspiring stories, and teachings, we help you shine in the four pillars of strength for emotional, spiritual, physical, and financial breakthrough. It's time to step into your God-given greatness. It's your time to shine. I want to welcome you to Reveal the Diamond Within. We have an incredible show today. I am your host, Joanna Herbedian. I'm so happy you're joining us. Today, we are going to talk about don't let doubt take you out. And this is a huge topic, especially as believers. How often does the enemy come in and put that little voice of doubt you know Whether it's a project, whether it's our relationship, whether it's a situation, and he just speaks to us. Well, today's guest is an amazing man of God. He is massively successful, and he is an international speaker. He's a best-selling author. He's a sales trainer and a world changer. And I'm so honored to have him on our show today because he is going to help us talk about how not to let doubt take you out. And he's going to give you some very um, uh, great insight and great points today. So without further ado, I want to welcome today, Coach Jerry Roisenthal. Welcome. I'm so happy to have you on the show today, Jerry.
1: Thanks, Joanna. This is just such a true honor and a true privilege to be here, to speak with you, to speak with your audience and to just share some insights and wisdom through my life and my journey that I hope uh, people will leave and go, man, that that was an impactful call that helped me because that's all you and I do in our lives is try to impact and improve people's lives. So I am just excited to be here with you today.
0: Yes. Well, let's get started. I- I'd like you to share um, with our audience uh, a little bit about your background, a little bit about your story and how you got from point A to point B at this point in
1: time. That's a long story I'll shorten, but (laughs) the title, title, Don't Let Doubt Take You Out of my book is a very important title to me because it almost became a reality in my own life. And so in order to kind of go through the story, I got to kind of go back a little bit, but I started out my career uh, building a network marketing business. I was uh, very successful in the business that I had built. And i uh, done that for about 13 years, met my son's mom through the business, and we got married and, and built a great business together. But back in 2006, I I talk about what I personally call the enemy's trifecta in my life. Because as you said, the enemy is comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Uh. So I call it the enemy's trifecta for me because, number one, I was going through a divorce with my son's mom number two, I was in a massive, massive state of depression. And number three, I ended up on the floor of my apartment in November of 2006, writing my son, who was then three years old, a letter to try and explain to him why his dad took his own life. Hmm. And it was one of those Dark, dark moments for the motivator, the encourager, the person who inspired everyone. And there I was on the floor of my apartment getting ready to take my own life. But just like Job, I really believe that was my Job moment in my life where God said to the enemy, hey, you've taken everything from this guy. I'm going to take him from here. And I know that day that God saved my life because the purpose he had for me was way greater than what I I had for myself. And and when I got up off that floor, I decided that I was gonna spend my life sharing principles with people on how to get out of those mental places that got me where I was on that floor of my apartment. So doubt literally almost took me out because it was so overwhelming, the the noise in your head, the voices telling you you can't and you're a loser and you're a failure and what do you think about that? And why are you doing that? And then the fear that comes along with that and all of those things perpetuated where I was on that floor. And so for the last probably decade, I've spent my life traveling around the world, teaching people The principles of how to manage doubt, how to overcome fear, how to build confidence, all through the experience that I had to walk through to learn how to do that. And I just believe that the greatest teacher is experience.
0: I agree. Now, I want you to elaborate a little bit more in that moment um, when you were getting ready to to take your life. What happened? I'd like you to share what happened.
1: Well, I got to the place where. I had lost everything that mattered to me. Uh, My marriage to my son's mom, my business was sinking faster than Titanic, 13 years of my blood, sweat and tears evaporated before my eyes. I went from having my son daily to having him two days a week. And so it was, you know, I say to people, Joanna, that depression is like a riptide. It'll grab a hold of you and it just does not let go. And I just felt that I had no hope, that there was nothing left for me. That was all I knew at the time. That was all I felt I was going to do. I felt that I was literally going to die in my business as an old man. And now that that was taken from me, I had no other skills. I have a two-year college education. I never got a big degree And I just thought to myself, man, there is just no hope. This is it. It's done. I don't drink. I don't smoke. So the only way to take away this pain is to just take away the pain. Right. And I remember on that floor of my apartment going into this massive rage. I was angry, screaming, yelling, throwing things, breaking things, just trying to comprehend how could this happen to me? And and what really was the, the essence of that, is that so many times in our lives, God has to take us to the end of ourselves mm-hmm. so that God can take us to the places he wants us to, he wants to take us. And that was the way I looked at what happened is that God took me to the end of myself to where I finally had to surrender my life to him because the way I was doing life wasn't working and God saved me And that next week. I went to church, and I gave my life to the Lord, and the journey from that point on has been absolutely remarkable. Now, now has it been without challenges? No. Has it been without setbacks? Of course not, but it's been so much more fulfilling having God in my life guiding and directing my steps than me guiding and directing my own life, which obviously didn't work because it got me to the floor of my apartment, almost ready to end it all. So that was a defining moment for me. And I made a promise to God that if he was to restore me, that I would spend my life doing what I can to share what I learned with others while I honor him in the process for giving me that second chance of life to do something to make an impact.
0: Wow. That's so powerful. Now, did you have a supernatural experience in that moment when you were on the floor? Like what was the turning point where you're like, I'm not going to kill myself tonight?
1: You know, it it was, it was a feeling inside. I had not yet given my life to Christ at the time. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So it was just this feeling inside that I can't really, it's hard to explain, but it was the feeling that was, don't do this right now. Just, just don't do this. And when I went to church and I gave my life to Christ, I came home and I took out my Bible. I had to, you know, blow off the four inches of dust that was on it. But I, took it <laughs>
0: Right. Well, at least you and had
1: one. I, yeah, I just, I had it. And, and, you know, and I was born and raised in a Jewish household. So my heritage is Jewish. So we never talked about Jesus or anything of that nature. And I didn't really know the Bible. This is what I knew about the Bible. There was an Old Testament, a New Testament, and Jesus was the main character. So I took that Bible and I said, God, if this is really you, if you're here with me, if you're guiding me, I need you to show me something in this book that's going to let me know beyond a shadow of a doubt that you are here with me. So I literally just started flipping through the Bible. And it mm-hmm. felt like hours, but it was minutes. Right. And then I got to this page, and the only way I could describe what I felt was imagine the worst case of acid reflux multiplied by 10. It was this burning sensation. Wow. And I looked, it was terrible. And I looked at this book and this scripture, literally like a 3D movie, shot up off the off the page. And as I read it, I wept. And the scripture was Psalm 40. I waited patiently for the Lord. He inclined and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the miry clay, put my feet upon solid ground, put a new voice in my heart, and everyone would notice and everyone would see what God has done. That was my first real encounter with God telling me, I've got you, son. We're going to do things together. And that was a game changer for me.
0: Boy, that is so powerful, Jerry. Um, Amazing. Amazing. So what happened after that, after you uh, you had this incredible encounter, you knew God was real, he spoke to you through his word, and yep. then what was the next phase of your journey that brought you to this point?
1: The next phase for my journey was I, I had already kind of pretty much lost my network marketing business, mm-hmm. and so I didn't want to get ahead of God. So I decided that I was going to hang on to whatever little residual income I had But I was going to wait for God to guide me into what he wanted me to do. Right. You know that God's timing is always on time, but it's never our timing. Mm -hmm. And God's timing took five years. And one day, it was in 2011, I was at church, and one of my dear friends, Barbara, you know her very well.
0: She She was on my show.
1: show. Oh, she was on your show? Oh, you know, Barbara, I I love that woman. She came up Uh to me in church out of the blue and just said to me, have you ever thought of coaching? And I said, no, not really. And she says, well, you need to. And I said, okay, I'll put keep that into consideration. She says, no, you really need to think of coaching. She says, what would you charge? Uh, how much would you charge people? Uh, what would you do for $20? I said, $20? I said, well, even if I was going to coach people, I- I'm going to charge more than that. Hey. And she, <laughs> said, well, she, said, she said, nobody knows you. And I said, oh, yeah, that's right. I said, I don't know. She says, well, how does 45 minutes sound? I said, "Okay." She says, great. I'm doing a meeting uh, in two weeks. I want you to come out and speak at my meeting. You can speak about whatever you want. But I want you to offer people a 45-minute coaching session for $20. And I said, Barbara, did you not hear me? I don't do coaching. I don't have any coaching materials, anything. She says, it doesn't matter. I want you to do it anyway. So I went. I did 15 people signed up for coaching. I called Barbara. What am I going to do? What am I going to talk about? And this was Barbara's response. Don't worry about it. Just pray. God will give it to you. And so I had to just kind of put one foot in front of the other, walk in faith. Those 15 clients that I did a, 20, a 45-minute coaching session turned into 10 six-month clients of which I didn't have any training, any materials, any books, any seminars, any anything. And so I just had to say, God, you're going to have to give me what I need to help these people. And guess what? God gave me exactly what I needed and it turned into an international global coaching business, not because of my talent, but because of God's ability to take the talent he gave me and allow it to work when I put my trust completely and solely in him.
0: This is so powerful, Jerry. Now, you have just released uh your first book. So you are yes. congratulations as a first Thank you. author and best selling. That's right. <laughs> Don't let doubt take you out. It's on Amazon. Yep. Now, this segues into one of your chapters, which I believe is chapter three, which is about limiting um overcoming limiting beliefs. Because here yep. you didn't know anything about coaching you're all of a sudden put in this situation. Hey, I want you, I want to hire you. Barbara wants to hire you. And so talk about having to overcome limiting beliefs. So tell us a little bit about that.
1: Wow, that was a difficult time period because the limiting beliefs came at me in a frenzy. And Mm -hmm. and one, one of the things that I've learned along my journey is that limiting beliefs are hiding out in areas Where we're producing results that we don't want. And I just had all these limiting beliefs coming at me. You don't know anything. You have no trainings. What's and all these things from the past? You know, you're, you don't know anything about that. You're not talented here. You're not this. And it was really challenging. And what I had to learn was I first had to understand where do these limiting beliefs come from because they didn't come in that moment. They came from somewhere deep in my subconscious mind, from experiences that I've had that goes back as far as my childhood. So I had to really identify, you know, number one, what are these limiting beliefs? Number two, where did they stem from? Where did they come from? Uh, Number three, uh, why am I giving va- validity to these limiting beliefs? Are they really true? Are they not true? And so I had to walk myself through this process. And, and one of the things that I, I have in the book is I actually have outlined the eight-step process that I actually went through with every single limiting belief that I had. And I, I teach people how to go through this process of taking any limiting belief that you're dealing with and teaching you how to turn it into an empowering belief that will push you and move you forward and not keep you stuck where you are. It's not a process that you snap your fingers and, oh, they're gone because limiting beliefs, as you know, are deeply rooted in our subconscious mind. So we have to be diligent. We have to work at it. I worked at it every single day, and I learned how to empower myself. Like, as an example, just one of the limiting beliefs I had is um, I'm not a great leader.
0: I Ooh. could lead
1: myself out the front door of my house, yet alone lead other people. Right. But I knew if I kept saying that, that would be my reality. Because right. death and life are in the power of your tongue. Mm -hmm. So I had to go through the process that I have in the book and come out with a empowering belief that said every day I'm becoming a better, stronger and more confident leader. Now, I didn't believe a word of that at the time. Right. But if I didn't start speaking what I wanted, it would never become my reality. And so you have to learn how to do that. It's one of the things I try to address in the book is how do you go through taking a limiting belief and turning into an empowering belief that can help you move forward and not keep you stuck in a rut?
0: Yeah, I think this is really important because you know, if you look at in the in the Genesis, book of Genesis, when God created the the world, the universe, he spoke it out with, uh, with right. his word. And yeah. even his breath, the Ruach, the breath of God went forth and it brought life and it had that frequency. So I think this is really key principle you have in your book. And I really recommend people go get it because you have a practical application on how to walk through right. realistically getting rid of these deeply ingrained limiting beliefs. And like you said, there, there's a root to it. So I think this is very, very, very vital, and very important for people to get to understand and to get that.
1: Totally agree. And you know, the exercise itself doesn't solve the issue. Right. The exercise itself helps you begin the process, but you've got to do the work necessary to start doing that daily to help you fix that, that mental pattern in your mindset.
0: Right. We well, you know it takes 30 days. To change a habit, yep. so you have you can't. It's not a magic pill you just take, you know, and or wave a magic wand. You have to actually do the work. And so I really appreciate that about you because you have done this this work, and now you have a system, you have a way for people to be able to to do the same. You know, for if if you're not happy get, with the results you have right now, then it's time to make a change.
1: Absolutely, so, absolutely. Now,
0: this kind of brings us to the next point is. I want to talk about procrastination because we know we have to change. We know we need to do this. We know we need to go buy the book. Don't let doubt take you out. And, but yet we procrastinate. Tell us a little bit about that. Cause I know you have a chapter about procrastination and I think this is another huge one that we all struggle with.
1: Yeah. You know, my mom, I didn't realize until I was older, she was a motivational speaker when I was growing up, not literally, but (laughs) she seemed to be because my mother used to tell me all the time, she'd get mad at me and say, Jerry, don't put off tomorrow what you can do today. Mm -hmm. Well, that's in essence, stop procrastinating. And we live in a world today, as you know, Joanna, people procrastinate anything and everything. So Mm -hmm. the question that we have to ask ourselves is why? And one of the things that I always teach people is this, all procrastination is rooted in fear.
0: Mm, if say really that again, key... Jerry. I think this is a really key point Um, audience needs to hear.
1: Yeah, it, it's it's true. All procrastination is rooted in fear because why are you putting off things that you know you should be doing if you're not fearful in some capacity to get it done? Mm. And My definition of procrastination that I created from my own experience is procrastination is when you don't do the things that you know you need to do because of how you feel about doing it. Mm-hmm. And what I teach people is if everything you decide to do in your life and business is solely gonna be based on how you feel, you are gonna fail because most successful people will tell you many of the things that they have to do to be successful, they don't feel like doing it right have to do it anyway so the question then is well what's the opposite of that and the opposite is discipline well what is discipline it's doing what you know you need to do regardless of how you feel about doing it and there's that just distinct difference between those two and i think that what people have to start asking themselves is why am i putting this off why do i know i have to do this but I'm putting it off. Why am I procrastinating losing weight? Why am I procrastinating going to work out? Why am I procrastinating doing that business call? Because anytime you're gonna do something you're putting off, you're gonna to have to overcome a fear that's holding you back from doing it. And many times you're gonna to have to make a change that you may not wanna make. Right. People just sit in their comfort zone and then justify while they're, why why they're sitting there because they just won't do what's necessary to break through that procrastination.
0: Wow. Well, you know, I think that's a really important point. And I really like how you tied the word discipline. It has to do with discipline. I haven't really heard it that way before. And as I think about what you said, you know, you're right. It does have to do with discipline. And the question that you just asked, why, why aren't you doing what's going to bring you success? What's going right. to bring you health? The very things you are praying and asking God for. Right. This is a pivotal question. People got to ask themselves, why am I not doing this? And right. so I think that's that's huge. This is this is really great. Um, great teaching that you have right now, Jerry. Excellent. Thank
1: you, Joanna. Thank you. It's my it's what I've been doing for the last decade from all my experience.
0: I know we you know the The other thing is you, you, I've, I've been to, to your summits and, and your summits are amazing. And I really encourage people to, um, take a look at, especially if you're a business owner to high, to go to your website and, and, and really look into having, okay. I really encourage my business owners to really, uh, Take a look at your website and your material and have you come in and speak and train their teams because, you know, all these things, their salespeople or their employees, you know, we all struggle with this, but having someone come in and train and coach is really going to shift that entire company because the mindset's going to be different and they're going to have a massive explosion of success. And prosperity for their employees and their employees' lives, and ultimately for their for their um, company. You know, right. so I wanted to talk, uh, talk about another point that this kind of ties into, which this is one that I've had trouble with that I've had to overcome, which is getting over other people's opinions, because sometimes that ties into our fear of why we procrastinate because there's some hidden lie, oh well, if I make a lot of money, I'm gonna lose my friend or you know some crazy thing like that. How did you overcome um, or tell us a couple of points about in your, from your book of, about overcoming other people's opinions?
1: Well, that's a big one. That ties into people pleasing, which is mm-hmm. another thing I had to get over and deal with. But you know what people's opinions when I started out my network marketing business, every single person had an opinion. My family told me, what are you doing? You don't know anything about finance. You've never built a business. You've never done this. What I tell people, Joanna, is everybody has an opinion. And everybody cannot wait to give their opinions to you. Mm-hmm. But what the shift was for me is understanding they have the right to give me their opinion. I have the right not to own it.
0: Oh, that's huge, right that's, there! Come on now, wow. come on, say that's it again. A big, that's a big. That's a that's big a, point.
1: That was the shift. Everyone has the right to give me their opinion. I have the right not to take ownership of it, and we so we own people's opinions, and then we start. And here's what happens: you get somebody to give you their opinion. It creates doubt. Now, all of a sudden, you start procrastinating on doing the things you need to do. Mm-hmm. You get stuck in this comfort zone. It's a vicious cycle. It's like the hamster running on the wheel going nowhere. Yeah. So many people are the hamster. They're just running, going nowhere because they're listening to everybody's opinions. My friends, let me tell you something. I want you to do an exercise. All of you listening to this, I want you to pick a creditor that you maybe have a credit card or a car loan or a mortgage. And I want you to call them up tomorrow and say, hi, I'd like to make my next payment with Joanna's opinions. (laughs) And let's see how many of them will take it. And the answer is done. None of them are taking Joanna's opinions. Because you can't pay your bills with other people's opinions. And if their opinions aren't helping you financially, then you don't need to own what doesn't belong to you in the first place.
0: Come on, preach it. Come right on, now. somebody. Come on, somebody. You, you,
1: gotta, you gotta let that go. And I coach people all the time because they're worried about this. Is another thing people say, Joanna. Well you know, I'm just afraid that I might lose my friends or I lose my family. Let me tell you something. You never lose anyone in your life. They just made a conscious decision not to follow where you're going. Mm. And when you get that in your mind, then that changes your perspective mm-hmm. of how you handle the opinions of other people.
0: Wow. This is so rich. And and so we're getting just these little snippets on the show yeah. right now, and but man, well, I just I bought your book, and I can't wait. I've thumbed through it, and I'm like, wow, oh, this is so good, you know. So I also want to sh- direct people to your website at yeah. championmentorship.com because right. that's where people can get a hold of you to get more information yep. for training. Or having you come into their company or doing a a presentation, a speaking engagement, because this is life transforming. What you're doing is life transforming. And look how God brought you full circle, Jerry. You, you were on the floor in the worst possible state of your life, ready to, to, to end it all. And, but then God had this little light inside of you. And then you commit, you gave your life to Christ. And now look at, look at all these people who have been transformed and impacted by you and the ones that are yet to come so all the ones in the future. This right. is such a powerful story, Jerry, and, and show is a testament to the hand of God. And when we don't yes. give up and we just say, okay, right now, I just, for this moment, I'm going to trust you, Lord. And so how many people are in that place right now where you feel you don't have anything. You feel like you you're overwhelmed with all the fear and all the doubt and everything else that's coming at you. So we're here today to speak to you that God is listening right now and it is no accident that you are listening right now. And so as we wrap up the show, Jerry, I'd like you to share three things, one to three things of practical application that we can do right now to make a change as well as go get your book, Don't Let Doubt Take You Out?
1: Well, I think the first one that comes to me is addressing this issue of failure. Mm -hmm. I hear it a lot in people. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that you need to understand, listeners need to understand, is that there is no success without failure. There is none. There is no shortcut. but what you need to understand is that just because you may have failed at something doesn't make you a failure you cannot be a failure if you're trying to do something failing at something just basically means well my approach didn't work so i need to change my approach imagine if thomas edison decided to quit after he couldn't figure out how to create a light bulb 10 times Well, he Mm -hmm. failed 10,000 times. And without that, you and I would be doing this by candlelight right now. Right. So I just want to encourage people to understand that failures are part of success, but that doesn't make you a failure. It's just you figured out a way it doesn't work. Go back to the drawing board, try it again, and keep doing it until you find a way that makes it work. The other thing I want to talk real quickly about is this, because people are dealing with this right now. Mm -hmm. The dream in your heart, the dream you have to accomplish what you want, is God's dream to you. It's not God's dream to everybody else in your life, which is why they can't understand your dream.
0: Wow, that's their, so good.
1: Right, it's not their dream to understand. God didn't give it to them. He gave it to you. God put a dream in my heart all those years ago to build a network marketing business I knew nothing about. Everybody was telling me, my own parents pretty much disowned me because they thought, well, you went to college and what are you doing and why are you doing that? But God didn't put the dream of building a business in my parents' heart. He put it in mine. So don't allow people, to rob you of the dream that God put in you. There's a reason God chose you for the dream he put in your heart. You know, we've all heard the saying, you know, the talents that we have are our gift, or God's gift to us. What we do with those talents are our gift to God. So don't let people steal your dream just because it's not theirs and they don't understand it.
0: You know, this is huge right here. And this ties into opinion as well. So if someone has an opinion of you and it's not favorable, it's because they don't have, God didn't give them the dream that he gave you. And right. so their opinion is like you just said, that the credit card uh, example, it doesn't matter because right. God didn't give them that.
1: Right. 100%. 100%. And the la- if I could just say one last yeah. thing is just this real quickly. It's just people ask me all the time, Jerry, how do I overcome my doubts once and for all?
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Well, I hate to be the bearer of bad news on a positive podcast, but you will not overcome your doubts. What you will learn to do is to manage your doubts so your doubts don't manage you.
0: Mm -hmm. Let me tell you,
1: to this day, Joanna, I have doubts all over the place. I call, in fact, I gave it a name. He's my buddy, Dan Doubt. Yeah, that's funny, right? He's he's a character. He's in a three piece suit with a tie. He's always around. Doubt is always following you around, waiting to have an opening to come in and take you out. So you're not going to overcome the doubt. You're going to learn how to manage those doubts. So those doubts don't manage you. And I've just become very good at not only learning how to do that myself, but teaching people how to be able to do that in their own lives, so they're not wiped out by doubt because doubt does take you out.
0: Well, and it will come up. You know, doubt is going to come up, but now yeah. you have the skill set to take it out before it takes you yeah. out. So right. you knock that doubt out with your skill set that you've learned, and um, and you apply the principles, and so Absolutely. that and that's what gives you the success.
1: Yep, one hundred percent.
0: Yeah, that's so good, Jerry. Well, you know what? Let's, I'd like for us to um, pray for everyone um, who's listening and who's watching. So why don't you start and pray what the Holy Spirit gives you, and then sure. I'll wrap it up.
1: Sure. Father, we just come to you today with such gracious hearts, and we just thank you for this wonderful opportunity to utilize this great platform that you've given Joanna to be able to reach, inspire And bless people. Father, I pray for each and every person that is listening to this podcast that they won't just hear the podcast. They will listen to it, Father, that these words that Joanna and I have shared today will penetrate their spirits at a deep level, that something inside of them will shift. Something inside of them will click. Something inside of them will say, you are better than this. You were fearfully and wonderfully made. You are a winner. You are a champion. You are an overcomer. It's time to get up off the mat. It's time to dust yourself off. It's time to tell the enemy he has no more grip on your life. And it's time to take the gifts and the talents that God has given you and go out and use them for your good, the good of the people around you, and to honor and exalt God. I pray that you will remind yourself of Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, that you are to trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Don't lean on your own understanding. Don't try to figure it all out. But in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will be the one who will direct your steps. We can make our plans, but God directs our steps. And when we're obedient to what he's calling us to do, even when it makes no sense, what God will lead us to is far greater than anything we could ever do on our own. So, I pray each and every person listening to this will be stirred up in their spirit. Yes. They will not only listen to this again, but they will share this with their circle of influence. They will tell their friends, This is a call you have got to listen to because everything we talked about today is something everyone deals with at some level in their life. Mm -hmm. So, Father, we just thank you for all that you do in our lives, Father. Nothing is possible without you. Everything that we do, Father, is because of you, because of your gifting, because of your favor. And Father, we just pray that everything that we do honors you, exalts you, and makes us proud of you and who you created us to be. So that one day, Father, when we are standing in front of you in heaven, we wanna hear those words so desperately, well done my good and faithful servant. Mm -hmm. So Father, we just thank you for this time. Thank you for Joanna. I continue to pray blessings over her, her podcast, her ministry, as she goes out with David and ministers and impacts so many people's lives. Guide them and direct them, Father. Open those doors for them as well. Let them get a return of their investment of time and energy that they're pouring into everyone. And Father, we just thank you for being with us today and allowing us to let the Holy Spirit shine through each of us as we share these nuggets of wisdom that you taught me through my journey to the point that I'm at now. So Father, we just thank you. We just lift this up to you, and we pray this in Jesus' mighty name.
0: Amen. Mm -hmm. Amen. Well, I don't need to add anything more to that. That was well spoken. (laughs) Thank you, Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, I want to share your... uh, For those of you who are just tuning in, uh, make sure you listen to the beginning of this podcast. And Jerry's website is championmentorship.com, championmentorship.com. And his book is on Amazon. It's a bestseller. It is a must read. You need to share it. It's called Don't Let Doubt Take You Out. Don't let doubt take you out. So get equipped, do a Bible study. Get those books for your friends and let's spread the word. We bless you. We uh, release the blessings of heaven over you right now in Jesus' mighty name, and we'll see you. In Thank the next you for session. listening to Reveal the Diamond Within podcast. If you're blessed by today's message, rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts and subscribe wherever you listen. Help us spread the gospel. Visit me at virtualchurchmedia.com. God bless you, and we'll see you in the next session.